Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Here's my favorite rant for the day, excerpted from our podcast, which you can find over at TomHartman.com. Welcome back. Tom Hartman here with you. So back in 1974, a guy by the name of Jude Wininski, a Republican strategist, Keeping, you know, just we're going to step into the Wayback Machine. This is 70, 1974. This is the year Richard Nixon was going to be impeached and resigned from office. So go back into the Wayback Machine and look at, you know, this that that year. And Jude Wininsky says, "I have an idea to permanently destroy the Democratic Party." And you know, and and raise the Republican Party. Uh, to to uh, to a real height, and he he promoted this in '74, and then by '76 he actually published it in um, in the Wall Street Journal. And what he said basically was, cut taxes like crazy when Republicans are in power. Well, let me just back up a little bit. The first thing he said he he said, you know, the Democrats have been the party of Santa Claus since 1933, ever since Franklin Roosevelt took office. They brought a, they, 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 they were the Santa Claus of Social Security. They were the Santa Claus of Medicare. They were the Santa Claus of worker protections. They were the Santa Claus of, of protecting unions. They were the Santa Claus of, of uh, I mean, you know, the, the list just goes on and on, right? Uh, pure food uh, protections, uh, regulations, protections, consumer protections, uh, preventing banks from ripping people off protections. Uh, they, you know, the, the Democrats have been the Santa Claus for all these things. And every single one of them, Republicans, have not played Santa Claus. They've played Scrooge. They've said, no, we can't afford that. Every single time. And so by 1974-76, Jude Wininsky observed, Americans viewed the Republicans as the Scrooge party, not the Santa Claus party. And in fact, there had been, and by, by 74, there had only been a couple, two times, I believe, during that entire time, from, from 1932 until 1976, uh, you know, one in 1954 and the other one, I'm not sure, was sometime in the 60s, where the Republicans actually held the House of Representatives for even two years. They were just like out in the wilderness after the, what was referred to back in the 40s as the Republican Great Depression. So Wininsky said, we've got to become the party of Santa Claus too, number one, and we have to force the Democrats to shoot their own Santa Claus, especially the big Santa Claus, Social Security. So how do we do this? Jude Wininski asked, and he laid this out for Republicans. He says, it's very simple. He said, when Republicans come into office, whenever Republicans control most of the levers of power, 
Republicans should run up the debt and the deficit as hard and as fast as they possibly can. And then when Democrats come into office, Republicans should scream nonstop about the debt and the deficit that they themselves created and convince people to convince Democrats to, like Bill Clinton said, you know, when he was president, the era of big government is over. Convince Democrats to shoot the Santa Claus that they so carefully constructed from the 1930s until the 1980s. Make the Democrats shoot their own damn Santa Claus. And meanwhile, we, the Republicans, will become the Santa Claus of tax cuts. And if Republicans will just stick to this, Judewinsky said in 1976, even though right now, now this, you know, this was the, the 74 Nixon left by 76, no Republic, I mean, the Republicans were totally in the wilderness, right? We, they couldn't get elected dog catcher after the Nixon scandals. But Wininsky said, if you follow my advice, you will never lose power and you will eventually control the entire damn country. And the Republicans took this to heart. In fact, this became the organizing principle of the Reagan presidency. Ronald Reagan came into office, the national debt, not the deficit, the debt, right? The deficit is how much debt you run up in one year. The debt is the accumulation of all the years of debt. Our national debt right now is tw tw just past $20 trillion. And, and when Reagan came into office, the national debt was less than $1 trillion. It was about $800 million when Reagan came into office. By the time he left, he had tripled that. It was a little over $2 trillion. So Reagan tripled the debt, which allowed... After the Reagan administration, well, you had George Herbert Walker Bush, and he took this kind of stuff seriously. He actually raised taxes, which arguably is why he didn't, you know, it's, or it's one of the reasons why he didn't win re-election, why he lost to Bill Clinton. He didn't follow Jude Wininsky's script. George Herbert Walker Bush didn't, didn't know. I mean, he, you know, he's the guy who had said Ronald Reagan was pursuing, quote, voodoo economics, end quote. He did not apparently agree with Jude Wininsky and wasn't willing to pay, play partisan politics with the national debt. But that was now the, act, the, 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 the point of life for the Republican Party. So Reagan tripled the national debt, and then when Clinton became president, it, all the Republicans were just oh my God, the debt! Oh my God, look at the debt! It's $3 trillion! We can't deal with this! Oh my God, the country's going to go down the tubes! And so what happened? Bill Clinton cut back on a lot of social programs, declared the era of big government over, and was the, the, you know, the second president in the second half of the 20th century to actually propose a balanced budget. Jimmy Carter had before him. See, the Democrats, they buy into this stuff, right? Tragically. And so, you know, Clinton started shooting Santa. And then George W. Bush comes into office, and what does he do? He triples the, doubles the national debt. You know, when Bush came into office, our national debt wasn't even $10 trillion. And he put a, tr a trillion and a half dollars on our national debt from tax cuts. He put about $4 trillion on our national debt from two wars that we completely did not need. He just totally jacked the national debt without saying a word about it. And then, and then he leaves office and, and uh, you know, Obama comes in and what are they doing? They're all screaming about the national debt. 
Today, Alan Rappaport and Thomas Kaplan writing in the New York Times, as deficit soars toward $1 trillion. Now, that's deficit is one year. This year, right? $1 trillion. As de- the fiscal year runs October to October, uh, or, you know, September 1st to October 31st. As deficit soars toward $1 trillion, Congress shrugs and keeps spending. Uh, Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin urged Congress on Tuesday to raise the federal government's statutory borrowing limit. Now, Republicans, remember, Newt Gingrich shut down the government when Bill Clinton was president because Clinton wanted to raise the, de- the debt limit. And he says, nope, can't do it. Got to have a balanced budget. Back to the New York Times. Annual deficits are creeping up to $1 trillion, and the national debt has topped $20 trillion. On Monday, Treasury said the United States will need to borrow $441 billion in privately held debt this quarter. This is the two Santa Claus theory. Jude Wininsky has long ago passed away, but he lives on. And why it is that this isn't part of our national folklore, it's not part of our national conversation, I don't know. This is, it's not a secret. You can easily Google two Santa Clauses and Jude Wininsky. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's, every Republican knows this. They won't tell you this out loud, but this is widespread knowledge in the Republican Party. When we have power, we run up debt. As soon as the Democrats take power, like if the Democrats take the House or the Senate in, in this year, in the elections in November, I promise you, January 1st or January 20th, the next year, when everybody gets sworn in, all the Republicans are going to be screaming about is, oh, my God, the debt. We can't have more Medicare. We can't have Social Security fully funded. We can't have the the EPA or the FDA or any of these other organizations doing anything for American people. We can't have the, the, the Consumer Protection Bureau. It's too expensive. We can't afford it. Well, of course, you can't afford it because you just ran up a massive national debt. But, you know, they're not going to point that out. And frankly, the corporate media is not going to point that out. You are being played. We are being conned. This is a 60-year-long con that's been going on. Actually, it's not 60 years since 74. It's, what, about 40, 50, something? Whatever. It's, this is a, a, a half a century-long con job run by the RICO organization, the Republican Party. So Donald Trump, right after the State of the Union, tweeted, The State of the Union speech was one of the most boring, rambling, and non-substantive I've heard in a long time. New leadership fast. Of course, he tweeted that in 2016 after Barack Obama's State of the Union. It's funny how these things live on with irony. That Everything about the State of the Union today, plus Congressman Mark Pocan. Check it out. And you can find our commercial-free podcast at TomHartman.com and clips from the show on YouTube, on our YouTube channel. Please subscribe and on Facebook. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 